Great. Then please review all the announcements in your bulletin. And now join in singing Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee, number 836 in your hymnal. And if you are able, please stand when we reach the final verse. Seeking reconciliation with God and neighbor, let us remember the gift of baptism and confess our sin. God of mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, against one another, and against the earth entrusted to our care. We are worried and distracted by many things, and we fail to love you. When we were laid low by sin and guilt, God made us alive together with Christ, forgiving us all our trespasses by taking our sins to the cross. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Rejoice in this good news. Almighty and ever-loving God, you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray, and you gladly give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour 
us your abundant mercy. Forgive us those things that weigh on our conscience, and give us those good things that come only through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading comes from the book of Genesis, the second chapter. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. 
but a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides and becomes four branches. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Dilium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 139. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made sweet in when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. The second reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 17. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, He who is Lord of heaven and earth does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations to inhabit the whole earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him, 
though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. That's the word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to John, the third chapter. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. (coughs) I have to remember to look back here. Grace and peace to you from God who created you, Jesus who loves you, and the Holy Spirit who lives in you. The times, they are a-changing. This is a title of a song written by Bob Dylan in the 1960s. Our changing times are especially noticeable in church and in family life. Sporting events are scheduled at all hours and days, Wednesday evenings, and especially Sunday mornings, used to be off-limits, but no longer. Attendance at worship has declined, and the mission or work of the church has fallen to fewer people. If your children played hockey, their practice time might be 10 p.m. when the ice was available. If you're lucky, you might eat dinner together as a family once or twice a week. Brick-and-mortar stores are closing as online shopping becomes more and more popular and easier for families that seem to be busier 
and busier. People worry more, and anxiety has increased. We all know today's gospel text best for one of the most well-known Bible verses, John 3:16. And the place that it occupies in what we believe and how we live our lives. However, there are two other factors that I would like to talk about that are part of this passage. The first is freedom. Nicodemus was a leader of the Jews, a Pharisee, and a teacher. Our reading presents Nicodemus as one who is trying to make up his mind about Jesus. He came to Jesus by night to ask questions about the signs that he had done, recognizing that Jesus could only perform these signs if he had come from God. Today, we might call people who come asking questions as seekers. Jesus responded to Nicodemus' comment about the signs with a riddle. Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus misunderstood what Jesus was saying. He had come at night bringing his questions for Jesus, the word made flesh, perhaps because he was afraid to come by day or because he wanted a long talk which would have been difficult with the crowds around Jesus. But now Nicodemus is confused by Jesus' riddle. Our familiarity with this text and our associations with the language of rebirth can stand in the way of our appreciating the conversation between these two religious teachers. Jesus is using symbolic, spiritual, analogical language, and Nicodemus is looking at the plain, literal meanings of what Jesus says. Nicodemus sees birth as of the flesh. Jesus speaks of spiritual realities. No wonder Nicodemus misunderstood He was taking Jesus' metaphor literally. So Jesus contrasts life in the flesh and life in the spirit. One of the key elements of life in the spirit is freedom. We aren't bound by the same concerns as those who live according to the flesh because our future and fate are sealed by God's tremendous love. Verses 7 and 8. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The fact that the Spirit and those born of the Spirit blows where it will gives us tremendous freedom when we think about how best to respond to the challenges and opportunities of our times. There is very little to tell us which way to go or how to accomplish something. This could make us feel lost and alone, except we aren't alone. The spirit, which Jesus later identified as his spirit, 
accompanies us and empowers us to face a future that we may feel is uncertain. But this has been secured by the death and resurrection of Jesus. From this perspective, the anxiety or uneasiness that we may feel caused by, how do we do this, can be transformed into excitement. This excitement means we are free. We don't have to do things the way they have always been done. We can experiment and take risks. Whether we fail or succeed, we will learn and grow in ways we never imagined because the spirit of Christ is with us now and always, blowing us in directions we never imagined. The second factor is the source of our confidence. Coming right after the most well-known Bible verse is this promise, verse 17. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God intends good for us, both here on earth in our life with each other and in our eternal life with God. Because of this, whatever setbacks or hardships we experience, they are temporary because God has promised to redeem the world in and through Jesus. This also provides us with a measure of freedom. We are free to experiment and struggle and succeed and fail and live and love and die, all knowing that in Christ, God has already worked to redeem each of us and the whole world. Redemption is God's responsibility, not ours. Our job is to strive to identify and share where we see hints of that redemption already. The times, they are a-changing, and they will continue to change. The challenges are great, but so are the opportunities. No matter what we do, grow or shrink, flourish or struggle, we sometimes get preoccupied with the most immediate part of the story, our part. But that is only one section of the larger story God is telling and bringing to a good end. As Paul reassures us in Romans 8:28, all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purposes. We are free. God's powerful spirit aids us as we are blown places we never imagined. Finally, God loves this whole world, including us and our little corner of it, and so has promised that whatever may come, we all have God's promise of redemption in and through Christ Jesus our Lord. Nicodemus appears two more times in John's Gospel. In John 7, 50 and 51, Nicodemus argues with the Sanhedrin against arresting Jesus on the grounds that he had not been given a fair hearing, which sets him at odds with the rest of the Sanhedrin. And in John 19, 39, 
Nicodemus brings a mixture of myrrh and aloes and assists Joseph of Arimathea in taking Jesus' body away for burial. The spices were used, along with linen cloths, to wrap Jesus' body. Nicodemus was a complex person who may not be reduced to a hypocritical believer or an admirer but may be seen as a work in progress on his way from being intrigued by Jesus to believing in Jesus. You could even say that we are like Nicodemus, trying to understand and adapt to this new world. Amen. Please join in singing the hymn, How Great Thou Art, number 856 in the hymnal.
table and join in confessing our faith through the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Treasuring your promise to hear us when we call, we pray for the church, those in need, and all of your creation. Merciful God, you know your church. Guard and keep the whole body of Christ. Increase in us strength, love, and peace, so that we are a blessing to the world. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Creator. You know the work of your hands. Guard and keep your creation. Bless the work of those who tend the earth's resources and who seek to provide abundantly for all. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful King, you know the nations, and you are the head of every ruler and authority. Guard and keep the world in justice and mercy, and let the words of your mouth bring peace on earth. Your kingdom come. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Lord, you know our needs. Guard and keep those who are hungry, those who are victims of violence or oppression, and those who are weary from illness. Give us today our daily bread. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, you know our congregation. Guard and keep those who enrich us with the gift of music in this place, proclaiming the gospel in song. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Lord, you know your saints. Guard and keep those faithful departed. Inspire our confidence in you until that day when we are all raised in the power and glory of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. All these things and more we ask in the name of our risen Lord, Jesus Christ, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. Let's share that peace with one another. some special music by some of the Vacation Bible School children.
girls, all the kids had such a fabulous time at this vacation Bible school week that when they were going to be here, they were asking to sing, which is awesome. But then it's different when there's nobody in here. <laughs> um, but before we begin, I want Joanne Stevens to stand up. Now, this woman is a saint for doing planning this Bible school for how many years, Joanne? Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Twelve seems to be the magic number for dinners and Bible school.
Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, for the greening earth given for all, for the talents we are given to share, and for this bread and wine. Transform us to be the body of Christ, that feasting on this food and drink, our lives may reflect your generosity. 
Our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. God invites you to this table of bounty. Come, the banquet is ready, and all are welcome. receive the blessing. Live your lives in Christ, rooted and built up in him, and abound in thanksgiving and the blessing of the Holy Trinity. One God be upon you and remain with you forever. Please join in singing Right by the Water, which is an insert in your bulletin.
Master. 